Hello, hello, and welcome back to Blue Collar Talk Show. I'm Josh. <laughs> and I'm uh, I'm Aaron. I forgot my Hi, name Aaron. for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about food, specifically the service industry and uh, all the people that get you your, you know, high calorie, low cost meals with the quickness. And it is designed that way if any of you have ever worked in the fast food industry it is designed that way um and it's a tough job man it's a really 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 tough job uh, a lot See, of people I, wouldn't I, think that yeah no, honestly I, I felt like a lot of it like and i've worked at a few fast uh, food places uh-huh. i really feel like the job itself is simple like the processes that you have to go through is pr- relatively simple that's why they're you know entry-level positions but people just like 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 i said man before you know life is simple people are complicated yeah and that that really is a the food service industry is a prime example of that yeah well you get i don't know i the thing is is that i've worked for excluding cafes I've worked for two different fast food industries. Um, One of them I'm just going to refer to as the beef shack and the other um, I'm going to refer to as a, I don't know, like a child's toy from the twenties. I don't know the best way to explain it. I don't want to name either company in these stories because, um, when I talk about my experience with the second one that I worked at, um, it's absolutely hilarious. And any CEO who's worked for this company, especially during the mid two thousands, um, or the mid to no, no, it was the mid two thousands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if they're the CEO, they'll probably know based on my like training video story that I'm going to tell. (laughs) um and what that ended up what ended up happening with that and i to this day i am still amazed that they have never sued me um or sent the cops to my house um because i'm not entirely sure what i did was 100 percent legal when i uh left that place and the rage that i left it in the other one that i worked for there's a statue of limitations on just about everything i'm pretty sure yeah at least with this one there's definitely a statute of limitations but with with the other one that i worked for the beef shack um the first time i worked there i had a great time Uh, it was the longest i'd ever held down a job um up until i started working for the company that i work for now um but i i'd worked with i'd worked with the the i'd worked with the house of beef for quite some time and it was a really good job it was so good that i went back a second time and then i learned that bad management can make a job really difficult Uh, same location yeah it was the same location um and it's it's kind of a long story. And then you have your food experience too, right? So well, yeah, I know that it's that uh, uh, you had suggested uh, the Rosebud, which was a, a pretty nice restaurant up on Capitol Hill in uh, Seattle. Um, I mean that that place was like I don't know. 
a lot of great times, a lot of bad times. Um, but I don't necessarily like, I mean, that's definitely high stress, especially when customers are right in your face. There's no yeah. counter to, <laughs> you know, counter their aggressions or anything like that. And we definitely had some really pretentious fucking people coming in there. Yes. Well, I mean, just the neighborhood and the section of Seattle that you're in, you're going to run into that. There's a lot of yeah. affluence. There's a lot of affluence to the west of the hill. So you got to kind of, you got to kind of count in for that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I do have to say that as far as like uh, the blue collar aspect of it, I was really uh, happy how I got my job. I heard about, uh, I was talking about construction work and demolition and shit in an AA meeting. And um, uh, this guy was like, oh, well, I have a demo job. Um, so I went to the Rosebud and, uh, gutted his basement and got everything cleaned up looking nice. He liked my work ethic. So he was like, Hey, I can offer you a couple shifts, you know, as a dishwasher. I was like, cool. So then I did that for like, I don't know, a week or two. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I noticed that there were some plates that needed to go out. They'd been sitting there for like three minutes. Yeah, it was a really busy night, and I asked, you know, the lead chef, I was just like, hey, can I run those out to that table? And he's like, yeah, go for it. He's like, you know how to read the ticket? And I was like, yeah, I know how to read. <laughs> so, I mean, there was a floor plan, like, right above where you put the tickets and shit. So, it was like, yeah. yes. Yeah, I, I learned how to draw lines from same numbers at, you know, kindergarten. Yeah. So, um, Match yeah, the, no. uh, yeah, the matching puzzles, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I got another promotion. I uh, picked up a couple extra shifts, and then um, bartender one night asked me if I wanted to run downstairs and grab a case or something. I did that and had his cooler stock in like a minute. Um, so then he put in a good word, and then I started getting trained to become a bartender. And I got, yeah, I just had like three promotions <laughs> in like two months. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, so I've worked in cafes and I've worked in fast food. I've never actually worked in like a legitimate restaurant establishment that's not fast food or cafe based. So like for delivery, for drink delivery, usually you just write the person's name on a cup and you call out the name. Um, and sometimes it's the receipt. It just depends. Yeah. Um, with fast food, it's kind of similar. Um, call out the number you just call out the number um but when you work in a cafe it's kind of that similar thing where you've got to deal like people don't want you to fuck up their coffee like this is super important you know um you you mess up people's coffee and it goes really bad yeah um with fast food i think that there's a little more leniency to some varying degree depending on the customer, uh, especially with the area that I worked in, it's a far less affluent area of town. So, you know, people aren't going to be as miffed if you screw up their order, especially during a rush. And surprisingly, uh, when I worked for the house of beef, yeah, uh, when I worked for them, um, people were usually a little bit more forgiving. I mean, I have a pretty funny story about how I lost that job. Um, 
And again, it's another one of those. I know the story that I've told myself. <laughs> and I know why. Theme. But this is one where I actually know why I got fired too on top of it. There are some outside things that were happening, but you should probably never ask to be written up when you fuck up. <laughs> they, do it do it my my level of honesty is what got me fired from that job uh pure and simple um i was having problems to outside too no no it's my boss um ah. and that was the first time i worked for him uh i i was going through some stuff outside of work that may or may not have been related to um next chemical dependency problems uh yeah i i i i may or may not have tried uh certain club drug ecstasy uh once and i never did it again it turned me into a rage monster for a couple of days um crazy and uh i had a customer come in within the last five minutes and just blew up at that poor lady wasn't even wearing a name tag i never would have been caught and uh they, they rolled camera and they were like we know who did it we just didn't have any evidence but you told peter um oh i shouldn't say names but i'm not gonna give a last name you they like you told your boss to write you up for it so we know it was you and i was like well crap it's kind of my fault um, but it was a wild getting, getting ride. fired getting fired did you ever have to fill out like uh basically an exit sheet so to speak like did they ever have you yeah to leave? um so when and i have no fears talking about this specific company when i left kmart i filled out an exit sheet which was really weird to me because the whole reason i had left them um was because they were closing uh it, it had nothing to do with being fired or any of that um but i think what it was supposed to do was it was supposed to be an nda agreement on company finances or something like that and i flat out told him i'm like i don't even know why i have to sign this i never bought into your guys's stock options i always kind of knew sears and kmart were a failing company so it was a bad idea yeah, yeah. you can't and, tell anybody we're failing like, yeah hey, pretty much place looked fucking haunted Remember oh man i missed I miss working there. I, I really do. That job was so much fun. It 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 be, and it was mainly because there was nothing to do. It it, yeah. it, it was <laughs> it was a job. Um, it was a job where the the bar was really low, and I came in years after Kmart's glory. You know, uh, they were already a collapsing company long before I decided to get a job honestly i feel like they should have probably died around the same time as blockbuster but they just held on for yeah they they really did um but that's all beside the point that's not really directly related to food that's retail well, yeah i know um, but i was just asking about the uh because because my story is related to food um but that exit sheet mm -hmm. <laughs> i filled one out um from uh let's just uh say it's a it's a pizza place uh named after an emperor <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, did this emperor have a, a salad named after him <laughs> yes yes oh, oh i wonder <laughs> 
Yeah, you know that you know that thing. It's called a pin cushion. Yeah, yeah, it was like that. Yeah, <laughs> Nero's uh, Nero's Pizza. Right, got you. <laughs> By the way, I know it's not actually Nero's Pizza. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so the small statured um, Roman emperor restaurant. Ligula. Um, oh, oh, wait, no. <laughs> 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 so on my exit sheet uh said uh any comments and all i wrote there was thanks for the xp <laughs> I could, uh, my manager type was a huge nerd he just looks down he looks back at me i'm like <laughs> look i'll give you a give job anytime <laughs> pretty good no my my mine was uh like I said, with Kmart, mine was an NDA agreement. And I think and I think that the NDA was basically just saying I wouldn't talk about having stock options with them. And I said, well, I never had stock options, so I don't know why I have to sign this. And then they did ask those little questions like, when you left, what was your experience here? And mm-hmm. it was like, I had to work with some people who were really trying um, but I had to work with some really, really, I got to work with some really, really amazing people too. So, I mean, I didn't like yeah. all of the much older people I worked with. Most of the teens that I was working with were pretty cool people. Um, and most of the younger groups, the older people, it was like, they, you could tell that their glory years had passed them by and they were holding on to the thought process that they would collect on retirement from Sears. And I was like, I don't know why you don't just go work for a company that's not failing like, you know, Kroger or Safeway. Well, actually, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> um, I dude, I haven't stepped foot in a Safeway in fucking like six years. <laughs> they're not, as far as I know, they're not doing terribly. I just, I can't remember if it was them who bought out Albertsons or if it was Albertsons who bought out them. But we shrank the big three to the big two, so kind of weird. Um, yeah, yeah. They 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 had some weird merger with Hagen, and uh, anyways. Um. So one of the stories I was going to tell was I was working for a uh, specific food fast food company, and I like I said I'm not going to bring up the name because I think the way that things went down was pretty messed up. Um, but I should have known it. I lasted about a week and just kind of stormed <laughs> out of that place. Um, it was bad. It was really, really bad. Um, so day one, I walk in and they're like, you have to do this training. And I said, okay. And that was totally to be expected. Now, when I was working at the beef shack, um, they just handed me a book and they told me to read through the book. And I was like, cool, I can read. This is easy. No problem. Yeah. It's a big binder that's filled with all kinds of like food service industry type stuff. And just all and it was written things. in your native language. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which I, I didn't necessarily mind. You know, I was like, whatever, it's boring, but I'll get through it. You know, it's not a problem. Yeah. So I walk into this other fast food joint. And at the time, I'm still working at the beef shack, right? So I'm like, I have fast food experience. I know how to operate a fryer. I know how to make a sandwich. I know how to run a cash register. This is not difficult. A rocket scientist 
is not needed to do this job. That's why you don't see any rocket scientists doing this if, job. Yeah. If Trebek's so, mother could figure it out, I'm sure you know how to make a sandwich. Yeah. So, so I walk in. I walk in and they're like, you have to do a training. And I was like, okay, so I'm expecting to have a notebook thrown at me. That's just a pile of shit that they want me to read through. It's nothing like that at all. I walk in and then they take me to this tiny, tiny room. It's a door, bare walls and TV. And when I say a TV, it's about the size of my laptop screen. And it's a touch screen. So I'm sitting there thinking, the fuck is going on here, right? And there's this metal chair that looks super, super, super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is, things are getting weird here, right? You see handcuffs run, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like shit's going to get really out of control. And, and the guy is, we have to inspect all the bones. Like, yeah. The, fuck? the guy, the guy, <laughs> the guy pulls out a remote, clicks on this TV and he pushes a button and he walks out of the room and I hear the door close and then I hear a click and I'm like, wait a second, am I fucking locked in here? And I look like at this TV screen, right? <laughs> you see saw come rolling or the little jigsaw come rolling out. No. Um, He's got a crown on his head. <laughs> all of a sudden, <laughs> I kid you not, Pierre the French fry comes dancing out on this TV screen. And I'm just like, there's a cartoon that is teaching me how to cook food. What the fuck? What what Stygian nightmare did I just come out of? What is this? I I got about like the moral complications there. Like it's a piece of deep fried food telling me how to make deep fried food well what re, yeah so this is the thing is that i was instructed this is how i want you to understand this training video take the most racist stereotypes you can possibly think of in food format <laughs> turn them into cartoons <laughs> give them terrible accents that have very very little to do with the actual original accent of the country of origin yeah and you've got this training video so pierre (laughs) the french fry comes out and he's like oh i'm going to teach you how to make a french fry and i'm like (laughs) what i know how to fry fries you push a button and then the thing beeps at you and you pull the basket out when it's it's not that difficult. It's a fryer, man. It's it's really easy. I just need to figure out what number I have to push and then it's done and it's over with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Olivia Onion Ring happened to be a Texan. <laughs> that was fantastic. Um, Jose the Jalapeno Popper was just... <laughs> I, I don't know how to describe this to you. I had a German hamburger teach me how to fry a hamburger. <laughs> and I was like, what fucking, who came up with this? Give me a book. It's far less degrading. I, I mean, 1952. <laughs> oh my God. I was smashing my head against the wall practically. And, and the whole time I'm sitting there thinking like, I'm locked in this room. <laughs> There's no way out of this. I am locked in this room. 
Yeah, with a training video that probably gave Walt Disney like wet dreams. Oh, it did. <laughs> it was just, uh, it was 1920s Disney, but with color. It, uh, it, it, it was mind blowing. Wow. It was mind blowing. Um, so to continue the story, because this is only a week worth of working for this company. Um, <laughs> memories were made <laughs> memories were made so i only in fact i didn't even work with them for a full week i had like three shifts with them before i walked wow. out um i think my second shift they threw me on the fryer and there were well, people there breaking some kind of rule <laughs> it was an osha violation <laughs> <laughs> it made me work fryer right and right. uh the people that I worked with were not very good at being team members because um, they would call me names in Spanish. Oh, <laughs> I hazing. I know that when you point to me and you say puto, I'm like, me a bitch? I'm not a bitch. <laughs> Why are you calling me that? Um, I know what you just said to me. Um, so I came back in and was like, I'm done with this. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to work with people who are going to treat me like this. I'm not going to work for some, some, uh, for a company that has a training video. That's that fucking degrading. Like, I'm not going to do this. Um, I'm done. I'm not working here anymore. Um, and I had kind of made up my mind. So that day. I come in and uh, moment of vengeance, one of the guys starts cussing me out in Spanish. And I turned to the guy and said, yo, habla un poco espanol. So I know what you've been saying to me the entire time. And he just kind of gets that like, oh. you know, all of a sudden he's like, no habla inglés. And I'm like, no, you habla. I heard you talking English with the you obla just fine motherfucker yeah i heard you speaking english very 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 nicely as you were smooth talking your way to the cashier girl that kind of cute acne riddled cashier girl over there so you know i know you obla i i know full and well that you obla and i know that you've been calling me a bunch of names and i think it's really fucked up man i'm a part of your team and you shouldn't be treating me like that and i'm not i'm not gonna take that crap so yeah. I wait until we hit rush, and this is where the story gets good. This is the moment of vengeance right here, man. Um, I took their entire freezer, and I man, dumped it all strong. into the dumpster, <laughs> and then I walked out mid-shift, and I have never reapplied to work there, ever. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, I, I've heard some pretty good horror stories about other people who've worked for that company. And I'm like, yeah, that tracks. Um, yeah. It really sucks. I didn't like the way that they told me I couldn't set up my own direct deposit. I had to have one of their cards. Um, I didn't understand that logic at all. Um, yeah. I thought it was kind of fucked the way that they did the... Um, their, their associate discount wasn't a discount in any way, shape, or form. There were no health benefits. It was just a really shitty company to work for. 
And to anybody who's stuck in the fast food industry out there, I guess the moral to this entire thing is that, you know, I feel for you. Um, I've worked for two fast food companies in my time. And one of them was franchised and owned by a real good set of people who cared about their associates. And you're not going to find that very often. The other company was the other company was a corporation and it was a fucking nightmare. It was awful. It was one of the worst job experiences I've ever had. And I'm just going to let you know, you know, and teenage rage, don't do what I did. Um, I'm amazed that I can even walk into one of those places and get myself a fast food from them. <laughs> I'm trying not to be item specific. Um, yeah. but you know, I, I, I will give you this, you know, it's tough as a, again, it boils back down to the last episode, you know, you're working as a teenager and you're going to make poor choices and a lot of people are going to look down on you. But you got to hang tough because you're going to get older and people are going to start looking up to you, especially with the more experience that you have. So don't you live and you learn. Yeah, exactly. Um, Don't 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 uh, don't let it get to you. Don't let it get you down. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess you should move on to our quick and interesting and. even though I told you yesterday, I was totally going to make sure that I had something written down. So I didn't uh, blank out on it. Did you fail me? <laughs> I have failed you. <laughs> you're fired. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, you're rehired. <laughs> you're rehired so I can fire you again. Fuck. <laughs> it's, this is a team effort, folks. I can't fire this man. <laughs> Which I really appreciate. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> it's a 50-50 partnership. Josh, I need you to put this on the desk of Josh. I need you to fire that man. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll go talk to him. <laughs> I'm going to have to fire myself for my actions, too. <laughs> yeah, God, why is... We, we, we are, I think we're going to alternate between PR crises or crisis. Crisis? <laughs> we're going to need a specialist. <laughs> <laughs> all right so, so you anyway, don't something you got something interesting yeah no nah. um well, why don't quick. you kick this one off with your uh interesting and i'll, I'll try to think of a quick fact all right um, for those of you with weak stomachs <laughs> my topic this week is uh <laughs> it's a little hardcore um i wanted to talk about shitty jobs uh, pun absolutely <laughs> intended. Um, and I want you to stop and I want you to think if you think you have it bad now, you don't. Or, well, maybe you do. I don't know. <laughs> so in yeah. Victorian, well, actually, long before then, um, in London, uh, there was a specific job. And I think a lot of cities had it, but it was more prevalent in London because at the time, London was kind of this epicenter, you know. Um, called night soil men who their job was basically to take buckets um, to latrines and privies um, and ground wells and their job was to clean excrement from those wells and then throw it into the river Thames and uh, over time um, they started to develop advanced plumbing systems um, and when I say advanced, I'm, it's nothing compared to what they have today. 
that keeps their rivers clean. Um, they had runoffs that would just basically uh, move the poopy into the river. And uh, the slow so flush, the good old slow flush. in 1875, um, they enacted a public health act that essentially said no more night soil men, um, no more gong farmers is what they call them. So the job ceased to exist. And what came after that were um, prehistoric plumbers. <laughs> I wish we could call it that. They were called toshers. And what they would do is they would go down into the sewers in the night, uh, as you do, and um, they would hunt around and root around in said excrement for uh, valuables. Um, so if you think you have a bad job now, <laughs> at least you're not rooting through shit for people's valuables. <laughs> yes, now on our segment, jobs throughout history. <laughs> jobs throughout history. I just, I thought that that would be a, a kind of an interesting uh, uh, tidbit. I, I, I learned about these uh this particular job and i know it's a really really gross part of our segment and i apologize sometimes those are going to happen um yeah. but man sometimes i'll come across that stuff and I, i'm just fascinated by it i'm like god at least i don't have it that bad my job yeah. sucks but my job is not rooting through human shit sucky so thank god yeah, no, for that when i, <laughs> when I worked at um the uh short statured roman emperor um <laughs> the, the fucking the drain back by the sink where you did all the dishes and shit constantly fucking clogged and like there's a giant grease trap and uh like my first day of work i walk back there and the whole back is flooded and it just reeks it's a fucking terrible terrible oh, smell horrid and... food smell from the drain yeah, so, a manager, so awful. not even my manager, because my store didn't have a manager for like the first three months I worked there, and the other one did not last long. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, my first day there, I saw that and I was just like, I turned to the, the manager and I was like, Hey, do you have a screwdriver? <laughs> She's like, Yeah, yeah. why? So, like, fixing that right the fuck now. She's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had to yeah. clean that thing out like three or four times while working there. Did they have uh did they have trays at Caligula's pizza? <laughs> uh no, no trays. Okay. So we There's had trail back. <laughs> when I worked at uh when I worked at the beef shack, um we had we had trays there. Um and if they weren't clean to my manager's specification, he would lose his shit. <laughs> and uh i figured out really quickly how to um i don't like to use the word hack because that's not i feel like hacking is for computers i hate that term life hack i feel yeah, like i learned a really hack, yeah. yeah i feel like i learned a really cool trick that made my manager even more infuriated <laughs> but what i would do is i would take the soap and i would unscrew the cap and i would pour in my specified amount of soap those trays were never greasy when i got done with them I'm like i don't care when you let the dispenser do it this 
the soap is not soapy enough to take care of the job, you know? Um, like you have to, you have to use a little cowboy trick for this to get it to work. And he's like, Oh, you could do it with elbow grease. I'm like, no, man, that's just, I'm telling you, elbow grease does not fix it. These trays will be greasy as long as you keep using the shitty dispenser. I, I did not like that portion of the the plumbing portion of the fast food is always really nasty it's just uh, it's foul all right man yeah, so indeed music choice this week you got you got something um 200 degrees north is pretty awesome okay uh, don't really have a who did that name. say what who did oh it's a band degrees? band yeah it's, it's i don't know if you could hear it but it's what i've been listening to um i actually currently work with uh their bassist oh nice <laughs> yeah uh, oh, no. they're, they're pretty cool uh are they on spotify um i don't know huh. Good question we'll have to look it up we'll let you know on uh, over yeah, facebook absolutely and uh i've been going back a lot uh recently to like tom waits mm. I, I thoroughly enjoy his spectrum of work yeah um very yeah. good musician indeed indeed it's fantastic fantastic um how about you yeah i didn't really come prepared for this one um meet the new boss the same as the old boss i'm gonna pick won't get fooled again from the who mm. um and and just a really really great song um especially for you know uh, our our younger audiences out there if you've got the teenage angst throw on a who album it'll help um yeah i think won't get fooled again is a pretty good choice so we're going to we're going to skip over here into our political segment so here's your warning um, we want to let all of you who are leaving at this point know that we love you guys and we thank you for listening in and um, we hope you enjoyed this particular episode, episode three, the food yeah. episode. And uh, yeah, trace. <laughs> let's uh, let's get over into the, our semi-political segment. Um, Absolutely. Which is about it's education. World today. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the standards or lack thereof. So um for those of you who don't know, um, which is probably most people, my father We're very opinionated. <laughs> yeah. That's true too. Uh my father and mother are both uh educators in uh the United States uh public education system. And um I have to see, well, I had to see for a decent portion of my life the trials and tribulations that they had to go through as teachers. Um, and I think that there's a lot of stress that gets placed down on them, um, even when both of them have uh, damn near 20 years of experience, uh, they still don't really get the treatment that I think is fair and that they deserve um as educators so um it's 
it's tricky. And part of the problem is the way that funding works. So public education is based primarily off of your tax paying dollars. And uh, I think one of the major issues that we struggle with in the United States is that a lot of us are greedy with our own personal money. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for us to want to pay taxes, even if we know that those taxes go into public services, right? Um, Especially things like public education. And it brings me to this point of frustration where I see the setup and the way that things are structured. And I question how come this is a model that we haven't changed since the industrial revolution? Mm. Why are we still utilizing a model that's outdated um, when there are more hands-on approaches that we could take? And I think a lot of that boils down to a government's refusal to change. Yeah. And I think that a lot of that is our own personal refusals to change. Um, so I think I kind of want to ex- I kind of want to explore that topic today and take a look at what other countries around the world might be doing and how they might be changing things mm-hmm. um, and how things are different. Uh, starting even with the topic of our podcast today, which is food. Um, yeah. Yeah. You have any input? Uh, yeah, quite a bit, <laughs> actually. Um, let's see. Um, let's see, rather than <laughs> Sorry, man, I just... Like, starting with, uh, with Bush and his whole no child left behind bullshit, like, it, we're constantly you know, for almost 20 fucking years now, or about 20 years now, we've been drastically lowering the bar, refusing to challenge um, ourselves, really. Yep. You know, people have so much uh, problem with defund the police and using vital city resources to train them better at de-escalating really intense situations. Um, but they had no problem standing by while our educational system was absolutely fucking gutted. Um, and they've been being defunded for 20 fucking years. Like that shit just thoroughly gets under my skin. Well, we, I mean, when we incorporate that thought process into it too, you've got to look at the equipment that, we're giving our police officers we're militarizing them and yeah i'm not then happen so so this is an important fact for all of our listeners out there that i think you should know i understand the crucial and important role that police officers have in society there are bad people out there mm-hmm. or should i say people who make bad choices um there are really sick individuals out there and a need for a police force is absolutely paramount. The question that we have to ask is how far is too far? If I remember correctly, there was a uh, video clip of a town in Missouri, I think, where they gave their police officers or their SWAT team rather a tank. Now the tank didn't have a cannon on it, (laughs) but it was a tank nonetheless. 
And I'm like, why then the they're fuck not does the a only... No, no, absolutely not. Have you seen those Bearcats that they drive? I mean, those things are mm-hmm. epic. I would love to get a ride in one of those at some point. I, <laughs> not as a criminal, obviously, but but they look really cool. And I, I would like to ride in one of them. But I also understand that this is a military-grade vehicle. A police force does not need this. Um, I think that that is just too much for a police force. We, we, we drastically overfund our police. And I think that we drastically undercut every other budget in the process. I mean, it's going to boil down to a lot of that boils down to a lot of other things that we need to really look at our health care, our education, our infrastructure. These are all very vital, vital things to our nation. And we're focusing solely on this idea that, you know, we're going to be overprepared for the next terrorist attack. And my response to that is, yeah, but I mean, I'm not saying that the world that we live in isn't a terrifying world. I'm not saying that there aren't countries out there who have it out for us and want to do the things that happened to us on September 11th. What I am saying is that there is over-preparation for a war on home soil that will probably never happen. Um, If you really stop and you really take a look at what the United States has to play with in the sandbox of the rest of the world, (laughs) we are not going to be invaded by another country. The likelihood of that is so slim, and every single country understands that. Uh, yeah. there, there are a lot of major factors that go into why you don't want to mess with the United States. We live in an incredibly strong country, but we also live in an incredibly uh, biodiverse country as well. We have mountain ranges that are impossible to pass if you don't have somebody to guide you through them that knows those mountain ranges. You're yeah. not going to make it through. And we we are protected by oceans. It, do you know how expensive it is to get a ship across the ocean? It's expensive. Nobody wants to spend the money on doing that. So it's not. It's a, it, the question that we have to ask ourselves is: Is it really beneficial to us to militarize our police force when we could spend time educating our future our future generations and how to put a prevention on? Um, those who would be irritated enough to even try to do something that ridiculous we're approaching things the wrong way essentially i think that's where it boils down to yeah absolutely now and and i don't understand like the fear uh, of mass reform because it's a necessary it's a necessity like like you pointed out i mean the education system i mean don't even get me started on the prison industrial complex like well, the fact that we have privatized prisons is fucking ridiculous. This is something that I would have to really look into. Um, so privatized prisons, you know, they have the name, you know, like my home state has a Nevada state penitentiary. Right. But mm-hmm. the I believe it's a privately owned prison. And I believe that the company shareholder in it is Cisco which is the food company. Now, if you see a Cisco box in a food company and you're like, where do I know that name Cisco from? Just go back to your elementary school cafeteria. And it gives me that same question. If you look at the way that schools are structured, they look very prison-like. And Mm -hmm. um, sure, they don't have bars on the windows and the windows are very nice, but we have to ask ourselves that question. Like how privatized is our public education? 
do we even know? Because is, is Cisco uh, siphoning, you know, um, tax money off of this? How are they? Oh, yeah, through contracts. Absolutely. Because it's a privatized yeah. company that has contracts with publicly funded places. Exactly. <laughs> like, so, yeah. so, so, so the question, and, and don't get me wrong, I think that, that the ability to give children a school lunch is a great thing. But you have to look at what Cisco mass produces and then compare it to what other countries have for school lunches, right? Mm -hmm. If you look, if you look at what other countries are offering other school, uh, school children, and you compare it to what America is offering, our food is fucking garbage. And it makes you sit there and it, it, it makes me wonder, like, we're feeding our kids this unhealthy shit. Mm-hmm. Is this all part of the is this all part of the problem? Are these kids undernourished? And that's what's creating this weird decline. Um, or is it, you know, I, I don't know. There's so many different factors that it could be. I think devaluing teachers and I think devaluing the students and this collapse of education in the u.s in general is, is it's a it's a problem and it's going to create massive stress for future generations look at the way that our our college sector works it's even more disgusting and crass um, you're going to put people financially in crippling debt for years and years to come even if they do get the career that they want to get it's yeah. It's it's it, it's all just a clog, and I don't even want to say the machine. It, it's like a, a watch or a clock. You know, each one of the clogs is very finely tuned, and it all keeps everything running. Right. You know the the whole um, it, just the whole mentality, like a bare knuckle moment here. I, I don't know if I've mentioned it in previous podcasts, but the shit pisses me off. As soon as you know, a kid can go through kindergarten all the way up to 12th grade, and that's fine. Taxpayers mm-hmm. don't have a problem with that. But there's this huge portion of the country that all of a sudden you start offering further education, like going to college. All of a sudden, that's fucking socialism. Can't have that. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. No problem paying for K through 12. But I honestly, I have a belief that. Um, community college uh, up to your um, bachelor's bachelor's degree um, should be um, public. I I think that absolutely. um, I think that we should do that. Now, if you want to continue with university to get a master's or a doctorate, then yeah, you have to, you have to pay in for that. But I think that we should have a common goal to educate as many as humanly possible. We want smart people, not dumbing down the culture. It just doesn't under, it see, doesn't make sense. That's, it doesn't make sense, you know, as human beings. But as far as you know, uh, divide and conquer and maintain control, it makes perfect sense. That's we, fair. We, you know, all of our entertainers are, are living lavish lives. You yeah. know, NFL, fucking. Um, all of the movie stars and shit like that. And it, it's people that keep the populace distracted and entertained yeah. um, are handsomely rewarded for it. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's tough. It's a really, really tough situation, but I think that overall, the nice thing is, is that and it's good to know that there are people out there who, you know, 
you pick up you can pick up a college textbook without being in college and you can read that college textbook you might not get the piece of paper out of it and that might bring um that might bring an employer to raise an eyebrow at you and probably not employ you but at the same time you can step back and say you know i i have knowledge in this profession um one of the things that i had brought up is uh wanted to bring up was stem do you know do you know what stem is uh, science technology engineering and mathematics yes it is so it's a different style of teaching um that caters more to that thought process of along where i'm thinking unfortunately most of those stem schools happen to be privately funded so they're going to be more expensive but they've changed the way that the education model works. So rather than putting kids into columns and rows as though they were working in a factory, their rooms, I I don't even know if their rooms have desks or not. I'm not entirely sure how that works, but they teach things that the kids want to learn. And they keep, they keep, they, they keep the important categories in play too. So English is going to be a massive part of the program Mm -hmm. um mathematics obviously is in the name that's going to be very very important as well but they're breaking down that construct of the factory school uh the factory-based school uh that's public education and they're trying to add a new way of teaching and i think that they've kind of ripped their ideas off from other countries a good example of this would be sweden (laughs) where they do 15 minute segments rather than forcing a kid to sit there for an hour. And what their standardized testing looks like is vastly different from what public education standardized testing is, which I've always thought standardized testing is fucking ridiculous. It, it, it's honestly, I don't think I ever did good on a single standardized test. Um, and I think that the reason for that is just, just not how I operate. It's not how I learn. Um, which is unfortunate, you know, and there are people out there who are like, well, I can do this. I'm, I'm good at taking tests. I'm good at filling in the bubbles. And I'm like, well, I'm not, it's not how I learn. It's not how I approach There's a circular motion, bro. Just yeah. Circular motion. <laughs> I'm aware of how to take it. That's not the problem. The problem is, is that eventually my ADHD and or boredom would kick in and I would fucking pick up a book and be like, fuck this. Why do I want to? Packets don't teach me. A teacher teaches me, you know, and I don't want to sit down and give my principal this all this credit for something he barely had anything to do with. I don't want to I like I want my teachers to know that they're successful and I want them to know that they've done a good job or I want them to know that they've done fucking poorly. Sure. (laughs) I would love them to know that. But at the same time, I also don't think that this is the right way to judge whether my knowledge is um whether they can accredit my knowledge to what my teacher has taught me or not i don't believe that that's the right way of going about it and standardized testing i think is a massive issue that we have in the u.s i think it's something that we should absolutely work on trying to change but the problem is is that there are companies that make those tests and they are companies that profit heavily off of each test. 
right? Yeah. So it just it just makes it really tricky. I don't I don't know. I think that there's a better way to run our education system. And no, absolutely. I gotta tell I gotta tell every good teacher and every good principal and every good staff member out there that I love you guys and I think you guys are doing amazing work. And I think mm. you are working with materials that are limited and hard to work with because of the budget. Yeah. I, I wanted to give a shout out to to all maintenance and um uh basically like housekeeping janitorial personnel the ones that truly make things run smoothly yeah you know um, i i i have especially to... the hospital workers currently the oh, ones yeah. that go in and clean the room you know constantly have to be exposed to various well <laughs> not well i was gonna say you know less than um pleasant environments and I, I, I just want to throw this out there. I, I agree with you on that statement. I, I think that I was fortunate enough to go to uh, one of the newest schools. In fact, I think it was still the newest school in my county when I was in high school. Um, and that school was cleaned very thoroughly, constantly. It was kept in very good condition. And I would assume that it still is. Um, and it made a very conducive learning environment. I will give it that. I didn't care for the way that it was structured, but you know, that's not that's 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 a state issue. That's not my teachers. That's not my the people on the ground floor. That's the people who sit in chairs and you know throw paper around and make decisions all day. <laughs> well, pretend that they make decisions all day. Um, yeah. And honestly, you know, I do have a lot of respect for the people who are boots on the floor. I, I think that those are the people who definitely work the hardest and they put out the most. It's the politicians and the school boards and shit like that who just fucking piss me off because they just don't get it. They're not they're not there. They don't yeah. do the job. So they don't know. And they make all of these decisions about how they're going to educate me as a person. And I'm like, I don't learn that way, man. I, I'm sorry. I just don't. They're people who have different learning styles. I'm not, I'm not an auditory learner. I'm very uh, kinesthetic and visual. So I have to touch and I have to see in order to fully understand. If, if you're just giving me audio, it doesn't help me. It's not teaching me jack shit, you know? Um, I think that's a massive part of the problem. I don't know, man. I think a lot of it is just defunding, defunding, for the purpose of funding frivolous things. It's the American yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and, and, and to, to any listener to any listener out there, I, I do want you to understand this. And I do think it's very, very, very important that you understand where I stand on this particular subject. I believe myself a patriot. I love this country. I love my home. I'm a massive fan of the United States as a land. I don't care. And, and if you don't believe that, the state flag of Nevada is flying up behind me. I, well, it's I'm hanging a, on a wall, but yeah. Yeah, I'm a massive, <laughs> massive, massive fan of my home state. I love where I grew up, the land. I love uh, the land I grew up in. I love. I love this place. I think this is Same. a very beautiful country, and I love most of the people. I just don't like the ones that are making the decisions. Um <laughs> I don't think that they're making good decisions for us, the people. And I don't think that they care about the things that put us here as a nation. 
I don't think that they care about we, the people. I think I care, they care about their, the pocket money. Um, so that's, I mean, yeah. again, the American way. Is indeed. I wanted to give a shout out. Um, anybody out there that uh, likes other styles of podcasts, like murder mystery kind of things. Um, I heard recently that Crime Junkies is really good. Uh, shout out to Jesse. Thanks for the uh, recommendation. Um, and uh, another one of her recommendations was that uh, she she would appreciate some of the uh, all the stuff that gets kind of sugarcoated that we kind of tackle in the segment. Um, just giving facts and, you know, our opinions on it and shit. Um, you know, I believe that 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 whole culture of, you know, fuck your feelings, facts are facts are the ones that don't want, you know, I don't know, uh, forgot the term that's floating around, but basically um, actual history on race relations and slavery and not all the shit that was whitewashed. Um, yeah. See, that's another thing about our educational system that fucking just annoys the shit out of me. Well, is... remember, remember <clears throat> who writes history. The victors. Yeah, the absolutely. victors. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. Um yeah, I, I I'm with you. I'm not I'm definitely not a fuck your feelings type of person. I I care about how my listeners feel for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I want you guys Absolutely. And I, I, I feel like if you're listening to the political segment that you're probably more than likely uh of like mind to where we're at. Um and if you're not or and, are adult enough to listen right. to the other side and reach across the aisle to make this, compromise. Th- this whole segment is not designed to make anyone angry. This whole segment is mostly opinion um, with, with fact interjected. Um, mm-hmm. But, but it's more of a question of how do we help the working man? So there shouldn't be a need for a fast food worker. And I know a lot of my fast food worker friends are going to be upset when I say this, but we have a point that automation is taking over everything. What we need is people who do the science and fix the robots to make the robots make us better food. Um, What we need is the scientists who make the robots, you know, uh, integrate the robots in better with us. So the automation, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, plays a massive role in society so that we don't have to have the fast food worker. I'm not saying that their job isn't important. I think that their job is incredibly important. And it doesn't just boil down to fast food. I think there's a lot of jobs that could be automated. I just wish that we had a better way of teaching people so that those people could learn how to fix the robots when the robots Absolutely. You know, get crazy or whatever. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say the uh, shotgun crutch act of 2052, <laughs> where every robot design cannot physically hold the shotgun. <laughs> Their arms just, just can't do it. <laughs> they call it initiate. They call it initiative Arnold. <laughs> the 12 gauge act <laughs> 2052 the absolutely no T1000s on our land act <laughs> I I think I think that society is coming up to a point where we're really going to have to start buckling down and educating ourselves um and just learning how to learning how to work in comfort with our tech because our tech is advancing so rapidly it's we have cars that drive themselves at this point yeah and i 
you know, I like I, I brought up <laughs> a couple of podcasts ago, um, the uh, Elon Musk creating artificial gravity, figuring mm. out how to create artificial gravity. Like this is where society is. We're very, very close to becoming a spacefaring race. Yeah, no, we're and, on the precipice of it. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's right there. It's tangible now. The only way the only way that everybody makes it in all of this is by you know picking up a book and and getting ready for it and yeah everybody out there our listeners don't don't ever be afraid to seek higher knowledge um thank you again jesse uh yeah you know knowledge is power you know educate yourself it doesn't really matter so much about the piece of paper um even if it's, it's even if it's, you know, even if it's not robots, I, I, I make this joke about robotics and I make this joke about space. You don't have to become an astrophysicist. Just learn something, at least learn five new things a day. Um, I think that that's incredibly important, which is, you know, again, which was part of why I approached this podcast with my quick and interesting fact was I learned about these the, this historical job in Victorian era London where people were rifling through poop for money. And I'm like, it could be worse. You could be doing that for a living. And that job would be shitty. No pun intended. So um, <laughs> I'd love to flip a coin and see which one's yeah. worse. The, the and, stealing of cadavers or uh, <laughs> shit. Job. That one we should definitely talk about, too, because the, there's some pretty funny stories. Or, well, I wouldn't necessarily call them funny. There's some kind of fucked up stories around that. That If you got a dark sense of humor, they're pretty it, funny. Actually. If you have a dark <laughs> sense of humor, they can be funny. Um, mm-hmm. the, the the cadaver thieves were 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 a fairly that that would make a very interesting uh quick and interesting for uh for, for our podcast four. yeah maybe we'll talk about cadaver thieves um yeah so basically what this what this all breaks down to i guess if there's a moral to our episode and there probably is really it's you know no matter how tough it is working in food you know, you, you know that there are people out here who respect you and understand that you have a really tough job. Um, yeah. And it might be entry people level. Suck sometimes. People suck sometimes, but, you know, just get over the hump. Eventually you'll get out of it and it'll be good. It, you'll have a much better life um, escaping, uh, escaping. Um, and then, uh, you know, um, with education, vote. Uh, you know, tell your government what you think. Tell the school board that they're shitty at their job. Tell the teachers yeah. and the principals that they're great at their job. Um, don't underappreciate what they do uh, because they're good people. Um, and I know that there's some really bad educators out there, but you know, I've never ever looked at a teacher and thought you came here for a paycheck because I know what that paycheck looks like. Yeah, um, it's not a very good paycheck, and uh, yeah. I, and I just want to let you guys know that you're appreciated and that you are trying to cultivate America's future, uh, no matter how hard um, bureaucrats the system works against you. Yeah, no matter how hard bureaucrats try to come up with weird shit like Common Core or whatever to fuck with you. Um, so <laughs> you guys are you guys are doing great work out there, and uh, for especially specifically to my mom and my dad you know i i love you guys immensely um and i kind of dedicate this last half of the episode to you guys i hope that you see a similar point of view to what i'm saying 
And if not, I understand. Um, you guys can call me and yell at me about it later. <laughs> 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 but I've always appreciated what you guys do, um, even if it doesn't necessarily fit my learning style. I know that you guys have really tough jobs and that you deal with some bullshit. Um, mm. And you guys are really good at it. And I watched you do it from like, what, I, was, I think I was like eight to 17. So almost a decade of you guys doing it. Um, yeah, you guys are awesome. Um, specifically um I, you know i love you guys so yeah love you mom and dad <laughs> and yes this has been <laughs> love you aaron's parents <laughs> yes <laughs> all right thank you all very much for uh tuning in this has uh been fantastic this has been uh it was a fun episode they all are yeah indeed yeah absolutely man and i think it's getting easier and easier but this has been the Blue Collar Talk Show, a subsidiary of Transitional Living Productions. Yes, brought to yes. you by Anchor. <laughs> I, yes, Anchor uh, for an otherwise dark port in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When you are cast adrift, <laughs> there's Anchor to keep you stationary. We, uh, we love you all and we'll be checking in with you guys again soon. Have a great night. and uh, Thank you. Thank you. Have a great work week. Bye. That's not how that works. <laughs> Adios, amigos. Bye. Have a beautiful time. We're really having difficulties. We're having technical difficulties. This is absolutely uh, we're experiencing some technological differences. You know, they say that the hardest thing in the English language to say is goodbye. <laughs> All right. That's why I say it in Spanish. Adios, amigos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hasta luego. We'll catch you all on the next one. <laughs>